Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Frozen, Frozen, Heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, Heroes. Gonna tell you about comic books, costumes, facts, boots, and other stuff. In this week's issue, Jack Kirby leaves Marvel. Welcome into Bros, Foes, and Heroes. I'm not doing it. I know, it there was again. just a little bit of it there. It too. was, yeah, I don't know. It's like I decided, all right, uh, as I started doing my intro, both times I was like, you sound way too serious for this. And it just kind of threw me off. And then, and then something came up your throat. Yeah, a little bit. Um, haga, haga. Haga. Yeah, sorry about that. Welcome in. Yeah, um, welcome into our show today. Uh, we are getting back into something a little different. It's something that we started. I should have gotten that fixed with my hair before we started. Um, a couple of months and stuff back, I'm, I'm slowly setting up, primering us up um, for us to dive into the uh, Mr. Miracle um 2017 series by tom king and mr arts and uh what i'm doing though to get there is there is a lot of history i think that just kind of ties into it in an odd way that i think is interesting history about the comic book landscape in general yeah and we kind of dived into and that's the relationship between stanley and jack kirby and today i I think i'm going to take us to or through the last little bit of of chapter here that's going to lead to jack leaving marvel Mm. um he will come back for a little bit towards the end of his career but it's a lot different um obviously he's been on a run we're gonna pick this up kind of in like the late 60s so after he's come back in the um i think it was late 50s early Mm. uh, 61 they have success with fantastic four and he's been there from 61 all the way up until 69 now and Mm. he's a staple there of Marvel comics in a way, because it's him and Stan doing fantastic four. And he's also doing a lot of work, helping out with a lot of other things. Um, you think, it, you think it was ever discussed? Like it should it be four or five on the amount of forecasting fantastic four, fantastic five. See, here's what I'm, I don't know, obviously, because we're 15. not there. Um, but there are a lot of similarities we talked about kind of with challengers of the universe challengers of the universe um which it's four and four but also i don't know the exact breakdown it could have been when they created the justice league at the time i think was just four members it was batman superman wonder woman and uh maybe flash Mm. so that's the four characters so if martin goodman who was the owner at the time of marvel comics is like hey rip off dc mm-hmm. if they have four we have four yeah so could be something yeah. like that too i think they needed a monkey um 
No, that was for the Wonder Twins. It was for Wonder Twins, yeah. But I mean, I I just think any any good superhero team needs a needs a. What was a the monkey. monkey's name? Uh, it was uh shit. What that guttural of a? Yeah, no, okay. it was uh, uh zoink <laughs> zoink. <laughs> I feel like it was something like I'm that. I'm zoink the monkey. Um, it was uh oh god. All I can think of is Ugla the Mook right now, and that's Thundar the Barbarian. Ukla the Mook. Thundar the Barbarian. Yeah, um, he was like his Chewbacca. You want to know something Ukla else? And I think Mook. we've talked about this too. It just fits in with what we're doing. That character design and stuff. That was Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because after he got out of comics, he ended up going into animation and stuff a lot. And a lot of it was with like Hanna-Barbera. You can and tell. Like that. I mean, you can tell the, the um, character design because it's pretty simple, you know, but it's kind of squared off. Yeah. Like Kirby stuff. Um, but so what we have here with them is... Um, through all the success that Marvel has in the end of 61, they start picking up steam through the mid 60s. They're very popular. Just like everything, though, it kind of comes in cycles. And so mm. things start, sales start to decrease. Um, there's his, times his, where his name is Gleek, by the way. Gleek. Gleek. See, I wasn't too far Gleek. off. With no, Zoink. you weren't very far off. I, I mean, knew it, it was some like weird yeah, onomatopoeia yeah, word yeah, like yeah. that. No, it's Gleek. As in, um, I like, can spit through yeah. my teeth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, Jack Kirby. <laughs> nah, but uh, I don't think he did the Wonder Twins monkey. No, so. he did not. Thank God. He uh, did that. I don't know. It's, well, at least it's the tw- one of them was always a form of water, and the other form one was, of an ice bucket. What was the other one? Was form the other of one an animal. Yeah, it was always an animal. But they had a monkey. Form of a seal. Now, wow. Gleek, get over here and figure out how to use this seal and this ice bucket together. Was the Wonder Twins <laughs> essentially just different problems for Gleek to figure out how to Pretty save much, the day? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it, and it never ended in like monkey friendly things. Wow. Like it, you know, uh, oh, good, we captured the giant uh, bunch of bananas. Or yeah, any, you no, know, it, was it was always like it was very always, serious. Yeah, it was rough. Well, they were always there with the, uh, it was part of the Justice League, right? Because it was always yeah. the Super Friends. Well, yeah, it was Super Friends. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if you could call that Justice League. Well, I mean, it was part of, so they called the show Super Friends, but uh-huh. the Justice League was there, remember? At the Hall of At Justice. At the Hall of Justice. Um, but It's Thursday. Uh, <laughs> where was I? Oh, so sales start to decrease <laughs> at Marvel, and things, series are getting canceled. Like, Do you um, remember the bad guy? place? Yeah, it was, it was the at one the one Legion the of Doom. It was like in a swamp? Yeah, it's yeah. the Legion of Doom. Sorry. Not to be confused with that we talked wrestling earlier, that Legion that of Doom. That Legion of Doom's a different one. What yeah. a Sorry. I'm sure everybody loved it. Did that. the Legion of Doom, uh, did it ever have the, 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 the two goat herder guys that like to lick everything? You know what I'm talking the about? The Bushwhackers? The Bushwhackers, yeah. Oh, man, early 90s wrestling was freaking weird they would just come out and and they just started licking it i think maybe yeah like there was like one match they teamed up together maybe they because they came out in their shoulder that's the thing too is the legion of doom had shoulder pads with Uh like these weird Uh like spikes on them they had this very it was like a mad max look well it was that or like a bad motley crew cover yes you know that kind of thing like early motley like shot at the devil here is also the great the great thing about early 90s wrestling is everybody had a character that was ridiculous oh yeah so it was like there is a an accountant that wrestles, uh-huh. and there's a clown, uh-huh. and there's oh a the clown doink doink. The there clown. was um, gold rush, uh, gold dust, gold rust dust. 
Gold Rust gold, Dust? Gold Dust Rust. Um, yeah, it was Gold Dust, right? Yeah. That, that but was who later, was his dad? Was, uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, okay. Dustin yeah. Rhodes was Gold Dust. Dustin. And then Cody, who, Cody who he wrestled. He did that thing. Yeah, Cody, who wrestles now, is his brother. <laughs> um, and Dusty is their dad. The the American Dream is Dusty Rhodes, baby. By, by the way, have we talked about the... the Which that Hard Times promo I still love. Go ahead. Is that... Is that What's the one that uh, the Von Erich movie? Have we talked about that? Iron Claw. Yeah, that looks good. It looks very good. I mean, it's gonna be sad as hell, but yeah, that's all right. It, Beautiful downtown Fort Worth. Oh, it's the uh, Sportatorium. What is his name? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Every time we got to interview him once at the radio station and uh, have his book. Every time Casey Damn, and I drive into name? Dallas, he always looks over there and goes, "Yeah, it's still not there." Are we? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's so many crazy things that happen. Like I have read That place was was bad too. It was it was in very bad disrepair. That's where old uh, Stone Cold got to start. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. All right. So uh who are we talking about again? Uh, Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. That's the thing about the show. <laughs> I know. Is, I'm is sorry. I have to just spill all this random. Well, we knowledge talked about wrestling for a while before we started. Uh, yeah. Because Mason is very excited about the Survivor series too. Yeah. Yeah. And I and so it just kind of got me nostalgic, and we yeah. were talking about stuff. Um, Spoilers: They wrestle. Yep. Uh, so Marvel is seeing a decline in the stuff that they're putting out. And this is about when? What time? Sixty-eight. Frame? We're looking 68. at the sixty-eight, okay. sixty-nine. Okay. Um, Sexy. While while all this is kind of going on, Martin Goodman has sold um, his stake in owning the ownership of Marvel Comics to Cadence Industries. Mm. Um, Cadence like Industries. Cadence Industries is Oof. part of it. Uh, that sounds like, a, like a, it sounds like almost uh, like a Resident Evil kind of corporation. Like a little Rack, bit. Well, it was Rack a giant. City, it was Cadence a giant Industry. kind of conglomerate that yeah. owned a lot yeah. of different things, and um, I think like Marvel was part of like a chemical film and something. I can't remember the chemical names exactly. Film. So I'll tell that all the information that I'm using here <laughs> are out of the books. Um, the Slugfest yeah. um, book that I've recommended to Mike before, and then mm. also. The Sean Howe book, I think Reed Tucker did Slugfest, um, and then the Sean Howe book of um, the untold uh, Marvel history. So yeah. that's what I'm using for the sources for this story here was I, I tell it. But so um, as it's being sold, they're trying to figure out what to do and they decide, well, we need to cut back on some books. So things like Doctor Strange gets canceled. Uh, X-Men gets canceled. Holy um, crap. There's like, you know, they what a bad start decision. cutting things. Well, I mean, obviously, it's comics. Things come back. There's a lot of sure, cancel, sure, bring back, sure. cancel, bring back, yeah. just like TV shows or any other kind of yeah. industry like that. Yeah. But, yeah, they just have so much. And it was one of the poor selling titles at the time. So it mm. got cut. Um, they had been talking and pitching uh, a while back. Jack Kirby had been trying to or had been working on this Inhumans series, mm. uh, which I, they made a TV show, a mm -hmm. very, you know, not well received yeah. ABC TV show. Yeah. Uh, based on it but still it was this long kind of uh, or not this long but this his space epic kind of and he they had been plans of them bringing it back in its own book well then with them cutting it it was going to be moved now to share a title with black widow and they were going to cut how long it was and he was going to have to move stuff around so he's already having to move things around there uh, talking about jack kirby here yeah and just sure. kind of setting up the scene of what's going on there um also during this time, I think we talked about it in one of the previous episodes, but I'll bring it up again. Joe Simon, after the, um, which 
Joe Simon and Jack Kirby are co-creators for Captain America. Okay. Um, when the copyright was up for Captain America, Joe Simon sued or, you know, for copyright claim and, you know, rights and all that. Um, yeah, sure. Marvel fought them on it and they essentially told Jack, hey, if you side with us, whatever we end up settling with for Joe Simon, we'll give you the same thing. Right. Whatever he gets out of the ruling, you get the same thing. Right. So Kirby agrees to and Kirby says, I was under the assumption that anything we created at Timely Comics at the time was, you know, Timely's product. So um, they end up ruling. And I think the ruling comes out to like seventy five hundred dollars is what Joe Simon gets. OK. Seventy five hundred dollars. Seventy five hundred dollars. Wow. That's wow. all he got in his settlement. It's sad for. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but. Also, while this is going on, Kirby's been asking for a new contract because he feels like he's doing so much work sure. and not being compensated sure. for it. All he's being listed as is like, you know, a drawer here where he feels like he's plotting out the entire issues for uh, Stan. And then also there's uh, I'll tell a story uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. coming up here, but it happened multiple times of where he would be called on to do last minute things and he'd always be there to fill in for him, too. And he had just never gotten anywhere of getting a new contract from Martin Goodman and Marvel. So now going, you know, up to New York with the settlement coming out, them being owned by a new company. Yeah. He was pushing for it again, new contract, get my settlement. Sure. Um, they essentially tell him, You're gonna you can either take it or leave it. Um, the offer that they do give him. Um, and he decides that uh, another thing, sorry, before we get into it. Hmm. Um, I have multiple points that I just need to, um, while the decline is going on and while Kirby feels so kind of disheartened by doing so much work and not getting a lot of credit, what is starting to happen is while he's in his, you know, uh, drawing room down kind of in his basement drawing, when he gets something that's really good, instead of saving it to pitch to Marvel as an idea. He starts saving it for his own stuff. Mm. And he's like, no, because they're just going to not let me. There's, you know, he thinks back to um, how he created Silver Surfer. They created a Silver Surfer comic. Mm -hmm. You think they that Jack Kirby got to do the comic for the character he created? Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Things like that just kind of wear at him for a bit. And so now he's like. No, that's too good for uh, essentially. I'm kind of putting yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, that's too good for them. I'm saving this for something for me. Mm -hmm. I can do something, you know, and he would turn in something a little off of it or not off like it was, but just, yeah. you know, um, platinum surfer. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, also, while this is going on, um, it, the comics world is a very small industry. So uh, especially at that time. So a lot of people kind of know each other. Carmen Infantino, Carmine Infantino. Um, is a big wig over at DC at the time. And he is visiting the Kirby's in New York for a Passover dinner, I believe. And while they're there, he's like, Hey, Carmine, let me just show you what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. How about I come to DC and you let me do this stuff. Yeah. And Carmine's like, I love the idea. Like, let me work on getting something for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so they kind of pitch it around. Finally, um, a couple other things happen. He gets the contract from Cadence. It's not what he wants. And he just realizes that I'm not going to win here kind of thing. Um, also, the uh, 
they tell the story. I can't remember in what in one of the books where, um, not Vinny Coletta. It's a uh, Jim Steranko, uh, couldn't or whoever it was couldn't get a uh, John whoever was on Silver Server couldn't get it done in time. Um, like was gonna miss deadline, and Stan Lee called Jack Kirby on a Friday and said, "Hey, I need an entire issue by Monday." Oh, and he sat there and cranked out an entire issue of Silver wow. Surfer there over that week. And there's things like that, that he's just kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, overwhelmed they, about. And so eventually on, uh, I think it was March 6th of 69. He announces, Hey, um, he calls up there. Uh, I think the story they tell in Marvel, uh, the untold story by Sean Howe is that, uh, Stan has gotten the package from New York with fantastic Four One Hundred Two on his desk. And it's not too long. Like after he's received the package, he gets a phone call and it's like, Hey, Jack's on line one. Hmm. And he like picks it up and he like hangs up and he calls everybody else in there. And he's like, Hey, that's it. We're done. Like as soon as the last copy of yeah. 102 was there. And so now we have um, where things kind of take a, a weird, strange turn. Um, I don't want to say weird and strange, but it, it strains the relationship. Yeah. Um, but it also is a very interesting uh, story to get into of just what happened to Jack Kirby at DC. And we've talked about it a little bit with how they would redraw the faces of Superman yeah. on them and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And we'll get into that more because to me, that's the more interesting part of this is just what happened and it branched off there for him because we're getting to Mr. Miracle. So we have to get to a very, you know, to see how that was created to get mm -hmm. there. Um, and we'll go ahead and dive into that part of the story right after this. Welcome back. Um, so holy shit! <laughs> you know it's after Thanksgiving. <laughs> How about that for a segue? That got me off guard. Yeah, that's good. Huh? Uh, I was gonna tell you. Um, <laughs> I had the stupidest idea for a bit yeah. on the way up here when oh. I got when I got the elevator um, to ride up here. There they was all a, smell so bad, by the way. No, this one didn't. Oh, because God. there was a mop bucket in there yeah. with the mop water yeah. and it smelled, yeah. you know, but, so, and there was a bag of trash there. Sure. And I rode up to tough, tough way to talk about somebody. Hey, no, that's all that was in there was me <laughs> and the actual, you know, objects I'm talking about. And I, I rode up to the 16th floor to get me a drink mm -hmm. and I got back on and it was the same elevator Yeah. and same, obviously nothing changed. Sure. And I got back up and I came up here and I came up with the stupidest bit. <laughs> I'm going to crack myself up, but everybody else is going to think it's stupid. Um, what if there's a superhero that, right, kind of like the Wonder Twins, can just turn himself into anything? But he is so anxious and hates people so much that all he uses his super powerful, or superpowers for is to turn himself into an animate object so people yeah. don't talk to him. Yeah, I can see that. So it's like, he's like, oh, no, somebody's getting on the elevator, and he turns himself into it's that. It's not the Wonder Twins. It's the OK Twins yeah, or something. You know, it's just, it's just a, something so, like, that's yeah. it. Like, he does that. No, and you I would love think, that. You would think, oh, he can use it for all this, but he's uh -huh. just so petrified yeah. of people. Why are you a freaking mop every time, Bob? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. He turns it like he's so nervous that like he turns into and his friend turns into a bag of trash every time. <laughs> just the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Damn it! I wanted to be an eagle. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny, but there you go. Okay. Yeah. So what? All I was saying is, what's hard to believe is this is we're two days after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Holy crap! It's gonna be Christmas in like a couple weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. All right. Move along. Nothing to see here. So. Let's get back into our Jack Kirby story Jack and the Kirby. DC side of things that I think make this a little more interesting. I can tell you what we're going to focus on next week is we yep. I'm going to have an issue of Mr. Miracle from 1971, the original Ooh. run that we're going to focus on. And there's a reason why we're focusing on a certain issue. And when we get to it, I'll explain why. And the thing is, like, I, I want you to understand, I know nothing, less than nothing about Mr. Miracle. <coughs> I mean, I just don't, lovely, just no, no real knowledge at all so essentially and we'll get into this more mm -hmm. once we dive into it yeah. but the basic concept is there's like a good planet and i'm not trying to sound like an, an asshole i'm just no i got you there's a good planet Go ahead, and a bad planet <laughs> and they're at war with each other yeah and they decide that all right we need to go ahead and form like a truth like nobody's winning this war yeah so for peace they come up with the bright idea of we'll trade sons Okay. Like that's our peace treaty. Okay. So the ruler like, of like evil planet star sons or no, like actual birth sons. Birth sons. Oh, okay. All right. So that's easier. Yeah. Honestly. So uh, of these two, um, I can't remember high, what's High Father's name. I don't know. It's just High Father. High Father. It, high Father is the leader of the good planet. Zeus. You know the leader of the bad planet because the bad planet is Apocalypse and it's led by Dark Side. High Father. High Father. Who the High Father rules uh, New Genesis. Okay, sure. <sighs> I see that on overpasses all the time. Somebody, I'm just, High okay. Father rules. This is why I said Genesis. good. This is why I said good planet, bad planet. I got planet you. Sure, 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 sure. But Dark Side, who I, is I know Dark Side is the ruler. But Ish. essentially, they trade sons for this truce. So mm -hmm. Dark Side's son goes to the good planet, and he is raised by the good guy. Mm -hmm. Good guy's son goes to Dark Side, and mm -hmm. he's raised by Dark Side. Mm -hmm. Um, the good son raised by dark side, that's yeah. Mr. Miracle. Oh, okay. Um, what a terrible trade. Yeah. Let's trade kids. Okay. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm looking forward to that. It's dark side's son, basically his stepson. Yeah. Mr. Miracle is dark side's stepson. Wow. Okay. Um, hmm. there's a lot of cool things about the character, like the character himself He's also known as like his persona. He escapes eventually, like after uh, a while, he escapes Apocalypse and gets to Earth. And he takes on the moniker as becoming like when he gets here, the first like person that he becomes friends with and kind of interacts with is an escape artist mm. who ends up getting killed somehow in one of his tricks. So he kind of becomes the new escape artist named Mr. Miracle. So that's like his. I think I remember you saying something about that before. Oddly enough, Jack Kirby based the fact of him being an escape artist on another comic book artist and writer at the time, and Jim Steranko, who at one point in time was a escape artist, too. Wow. Um, but anyway. Is Mr. Miracle kind of a anti-hero? No. He's not? He's not, just a
I always felt like because of his name that maybe he was kind of a goofball that screwed up sometimes. So here's things like, like that. And you don't have to go into this now because no, I mean we will. I know, but I just I'll, I'll get into it at least it, from my perspective of it is um so there's only 18 issues that Kirby did. Okay. Um then there's like a hiatus and I'm just talking like he has appearances like he would appear in like Justice League mm-hmm. stuff or sure. like you know. Sure. I haven't read everything. Yeah. I don't Waiting know. on a bus, there's Mr. Miracle. Yeah. I haven't read everything. I can tell you, though, like in the 80s and stuff, and then uh, I know they revamped the series, and he came back and had, like, six issues in, like, the 90s. Right. Um, and then there was kind of, like, very minimal things of that until, like, 2017 when this 12-issue series came out. And this 2017 series is kind of like, it. at least for me, it puts the character in a whole new light and take stuff from all of Kirby's kind of stuff mm-hmm. and maybe picks and chooses from other things. But that middle part, it never seems like the character is really taken seriously. And there is kind of like a lot of cheese at times with it. Okay. But, okay. Um, well, maybe that's, that's what I know about it. You know, um, well, you're probably thinking about, remember uh, Superman was try uh, under mind control, trying to sleep with his wife. Yes. I remember big Barta. Yeah. Did I say um, that correctly? Big Barta. Yep. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, in India, there is a restaurant called Mr. Miracle Indian Chinese restaurant. I don't think they're related. They have, they're closed right now. They're, they made a temporary change to be in a cloud kitchen. Oh, just okay. letting you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Jack Kirby is, Left and he goes to DC. There's a yeah. couple different stories of what happens there. That is that, um, that character. I'm looking at a picture of him. That, that so that's so the Kirby. Kirby. That's the yeah. Kirby one. Oh, you can certainly um, squareheads. I uh, see. I love all the squareness of. Oh, Kirby's I get it. Though. No, I, I, I'm not saying it's bad. I um, just... No, no, no. I, I get you. Um, but so when he's there, there's two different stories. Um, one goes where they essentially wanted Jack Kirby to. Uh, the theory was that Kirby could do whatever he wanted and that um, DC. Is this the same guy? No. Okay. No, not at all. There's a, there's a holiday movie. It's on not. the Hallmark <laughs> Channel called Mr. Miracle about an angel on a heavenly mission for Christmas joy. It's not related. Oh, okay. Um, all right. But um, they tell the story of one where um, Jack says that, or DC says that, Jack asked him to do Superman and they wanted to keep it with a house artist and right. have somebody else do it because they were very like that was their cash cow. Okay. Um, then there's a story goes where Jack says that they asked him to do Superman and he said that he didn't want to take work from somebody else, which could also be because, I mean, um, we've heard things like that from Kirby as well. Either way, whatever it is, there's months after they sign Kirby of them hailing the king is coming to DC, right? They throw out all these ads because in comics, getting Jack Kirby was a big deal. At the time. Oh yeah, yeah, he was the free, he was like Jordan well, at that time. If, yeah. if you if you knew comics, like I should paraphrase that because if you didn't know, then because that's part of the problem with people at like you know Cadence Industries and stuff is when he went and asked for a contract. They're like, we don't even know who you are. Like you're this is the contract you get mm-hmm. because everybody knows who Stan Lee is. He's the face of it. Yeah, who's Jack Kirby? Yeah, who's yeah. you know. Yeah. Not and I'm not putting that on Stan either. It's just like it, it, it was so new and stuff at the time too that they uh, might not have paid as close attention to what they had. But so they hail that he's coming, and the first thing they put him on 
while he pitches them the new gods. They're going to go ahead. All that stuff that he saved over here to the side is the new gods. Mm-hmm. That's what ends up mm-hmm. becoming new gods, uh, Mr. Miracle, and um, the forever people. The forever people? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, Never heard of that one. It's hmm. it's a group of... We'll have to get into all that. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to, love to. So it's the whole fourth world saga. Um, but... And aren't they making a, a New Gods movie? They, I know that they were. Uh, Ava DuVernay or whatever was uh, huh. directing, I think. Huh. Yeah, I would be interested in that. Like, I, I, I think that's what... I hope I don't butcher it. No, no, no that's, that's what I think DC ought to be doing, is focusing on some of these... And, and I hate to use the word minor, but they kind of are minor characters instead of Superman, Batman, all that kind of stuff. I think that they've seen great success with those those characters that nobody knows the yeah, back the history of. Yeah. yeah. And if you make little changes for movies and stuff, it's not it's as not big as, a deal yeah. as, you know, making Batman, you know, left-handed <laughs> instead of right-handed or whatever. Yeah, you're not getting you know. the same backlash. Yeah. So, um, either way, the first project that the King of Comics gets put on while he's at DC is Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, mm. which just kind of seems weird. Rough. There's There's a story told in one of the books where like one of the head or one of the um, I guess in management there at DC goes to one of the editors and is telling him like hey can you tell Jack to not square his stuff so much to round <laughs> it off to make it look like everybody else yeah, is here yeah. and the editor is like they went and they stole you know yeah sorry <clears throat> that's lovely they went and they stole it's Jack funny I'm doing it in the microphone well I know but they went and they stole Jack <laughs> from Marvel and they didn't even like it wasn't like they appreciated his style yeah. as much as it yeah. was just we just took him from Marvel. Just wanna 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 screw Marvel yeah. is all it was, yeah. So that's rough. While all this is going on. Poor Jack. Um he has He really got screwed a lot. He does. You no, know? he, he really did. did, yeah. He uh he has all the first issues of New Gods planned out and everything. Like he's been working on this for a while. Yeah. It's his baby. He gets to, you know, write, he gets to draw it's all of it is him. So he has like he's ahead of schedule um, and they hire a guy uh, by the name of uh, Vincent Coletta or Vinny Coletta to be the inker. Okay. Um, there's a video that I'll have to send you at some point in time to talk about just because it's interesting or just um, it, I don't know how long it is, but it's one of the guys breaking down, just looking at the difference between. His work, Vinny Coletta was notorious across the comic industry because he was quick, mm-hmm. not necessarily because he was good, not saying he was bad. That's why the but, ladies love me. But he was known for like a job that would take normal people 10 days. He could get it done in three. Sure. And the reason he could do that was because he would shade out like characters that were back there in the backgrounds. He wouldn't, you know, like he would just color stuff in so he wouldn't have to like do things, but just to make it work. So a lot of Jack Kirby's art, if you look at it, you can tell the pencils that are there compared to the finished printed product are just so like there's things missing people missing from backgrounds there's mm. things just fully colored in and stuff like that but it was because he could get it out quick dc hired him because he was quick for that mm-hmm. and he was going to work on the new gods book we talked about it last time that even while he's working on jimmy olsen every time he would draw superman they didn't like the way that they, he drew his face so yeah. they would have them different in-house artists go back erase and redraw superman's face just so weird. Um, there were stories of during this time that Marvel and DC were like, um, you know, 
they really didn't like each other and were going back and forth, kind of spying sure. on one another. Sure. There's a story in the Slugfest book by Reed Tucker where he talks about that they knew, like DC thought, all right, we for sure have like a mole in our uh, office here because we do things and then somehow Marvel does it not mm. too long after. Mm-hmm. So they planted like a fake memo of how they were going to do these blockbuster books, uh, essentially of 500 pages and charge a dollar for them. Um, and they left it as like a memo memo and they called it like, you know, uh, the memo was titled, you know, blockbuster, something like that yeah. about these books. A couple days later, there's a note in one of the like fanzines about, oh, Stan says that he has the idea of, hey, we're going to start doing 500 page books for a dollar. Wow. And so they were able to figure out then that, all right, we for sure have a leak then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they caught the guy because he let it slip by saying words that were in the memo oh, well. without. So there were things like that going on. Such skullduggery was, from two comic book exactly. makers. Well, here's the know? thing. And it, it, that's what happens to Jack here too. He has the first issue of New Gods, right? Yeah. His new series that they've been pitching for a while. It's supposed to be this big thing. He's had it finished for a while because it's his baby. Mm-hmm. DC has it. Mark Evanier, who is a uh, worked with, he was an assistant of Kirby's. He's also a biographer, and I think he also might have done some ink work and stuff. He's worked in comics a lot himself. Mm-hmm. But he tells the story of how he had to go up to Marvel off, Marvel's office around the time for something. And as he gets back to the bullpen, it's tacked up onto the wall behind there is every single page of New Gods 1 on the Marvel wall. Wow. Vinny Coletta, who had been inking it, had photocopied every oh page of it and had taken it. Yeah. And had, or had, you know, had photocopied it and had taken it. He, he was like, I, a couple days before, one of the girls up there had asked had asked my, uh, Mark for Jack's home address because Jack had lived in New York, grew up there. And then in 69 and stuff, and kind of after taking the job around DC around that time had moved out to California because his daughter had asthma real bad. Mm-hmm. Plus it got him further away from Marvel in a way. Sure, sure. So he's out in California now and they had called and asked for his address and Mark had given it to him. After he goes up that day and sees what's up there, he calls Jack and he's like, Jack, you're not going to like this at all. I got to tell you, I just saw New Gods 1 up at Marvel, and Jack responds with, I know. I got fan letters. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Holy like, shit. like, they even wrote him letters that's, to us. That's crazy. So, um, people at the time, I think, weren't used to... Jack's dialogue can be clunky at times. Sure. And it can be hard to read, and it turns off people. Um, there's a reason though, I think why the series is still talked about now and people still love it. Um, because obviously it's, it's still good on some reason, but at the time the cells didn't, you know, match up what they saw. Um, oh, I guess before I should get to this (laughs) while, um, this is all going on, um, they keep after issue four of all the series, they take Vinnie Coletta off, right? That leads to Vincent Coletta's firing, and there's another inker hired. Um, around issue five of Mr. Miracle, and this is the issue we're going to talk about next week, um, it started off in the story back when he was still at Marvel. Um, there was a company that they worked with that did fan art and stuff that would just use his art that they would get from Marvel to sell T-shirts and stuff like that, and Kirby would never see any profits and mm-hmm. stuff for it. 
So he started to write this story um, in Mr. Miracle kind of about this uh, huckster, like, you know, conniving kind of guy that's all about stealing money and stuff from Mr. Miracle and trying mm. to earn off of what Mr. Miracle does and stuff like that. And it transformed instead into a parody of Stan Lee. Oh, no. And it's a character called Fanky, uh, <laughs> called Funky Flashman is what he calls Funky it. Funky Flashman. But essentially it is portrays Stan as a just kind of he makes a living off of everybody else, doesn't do anything for, you know, himself. The uh, I think the editor and or the second in command at Marvel at the time was Roy Thomas. Mm -hmm. So he has a butler and they look kind of an awful lot alike, uh, you know, when he draws them, both of them of the butler kind of second in command named House Roy. That's, you know, making fun of Roy Thomas Um, that it. Yeah. Like and so Kirby just pulls no punches and kind of just goes. (laughs) You you can't really blame him at that point. Yeah. I mean, they photocopied all his shit on the wall and wrote him so, letters. I mean, that's so he goes yeesh. after it. But yeah, um, it is just something that. Well, and and here's the thing too: like, they're just so far up their own butts that they think that the actual comic buying public is going to give a shit about this whole feud, you know? Which you and I like buying comics as kids or whatever we didn't but who gives a shit i get that but at the don't time care. like i get why he's doing it though oh no i get that so. i get it but i'm just saying like they're 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 attacking each other on this level where the regular people they don't care i know you know but i think that's what kind of makes I it, get it. Yeah, yeah yeah no i understand no there's stuff like that, that happens all the time I oh read, i get it i read the other day that was it when dave cockrum um resigned for problems that he was having at marvel with Mm x-men that they went ahead and essentially just changed up the name at the top but they printed his um letter as like one of the letters in the comics his resignation letter no yeah (laughs) like there's things like that that they do that like it's just so silly i mean there's just so many things when you just just draw some comics and have good stories Instead of going after somebody uh, naming them Funky Flash Man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's just no. so weird. So um, there was a lot of Funky hatred, or not hatred, but just disdain between the two of them. How in later like tellings of the Marvel Universe, Stan would essentially go on and you know take credit for any time he he felt like he never got the credit he deserved, and I think that that was him taking shots back at maybe not necessarily the guy, well, a guy at times who yeah. For sure, Stan Lee gave into it a lot. Sure, sure. But there were also times where I think that maybe it wasn't necessarily as intended as it was seen. Anyway, the cells come back on all these series. It doesn't do well, um, and DC decides to cancel it. Well, a lot of that stuff, I would think that, that again, like I say, they're just so far up their own butts that they, they don't. They're not even thinking about sales at this point. Yeah. You know, they're just thinking about getting well, back at each well other. Well, no, like that's it's, it's it's the one issue there. That's the only thing that's yeah. in any of these. That's a ill. This is I got you. This is the one thing that I can find that I'll be like, yep, this is a Kirby diss, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. So out of everything here, like that being compared, we saw some of the pettiness. Well, we're just talking about that. Then we saw some of the pettiness from Stan Lee. Oh, sure. Where he was oh. like calling out. Oh, I'm not saying this is one sided at all. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. And I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying that's kind of comics in a way, though. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Is it's it's weird. At least at that time, it's a weird. It's so such a small thing. Yeah. And like where it is now, 
it's too like Disney owns Marvel. Like there's you're never gonna see anything, but at the time it's too sm- such smaller. Do you think they have this problem like in the greeting card industry? Maybe like one originally. really good greeting card guy goes to another. Maybe. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> then he writes these greeting cards is like happy birthday to everybody but Doug, yeah. you know, or something. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, so Kirby, um, the DC bigwigs when they're like these cells aren't matching, they give it kind of a year. Mm-hmm. These cells aren't what we thought they were. These days, if you did that, I mean, you'd be sued out of existence. Yeah. You know? Um, and then they canceled the series. Um, Mr. Miracle's the longest lasting to 18. All the others last 11. Um, and then for the rest of the contract, he just kind of bounced around doing this and doing that for them yeah. until he filled it out. Um, he That's leaves rough. after that. He goes back to Marvel just to get some work, but it's the same thing. He just kind of fills in here and I there. And eventually in the late 70s, he goes on to work in animation and set design and other but, I mean, stuff he's like, like that. He's like and he doesn't the, work in comics again. He's like one of the godfathers of comics, and you you relegated him to just like bat and clean up. You yeah. know? I mean, well, they talk about like it's so different too from where when he left Marvel. Are like that. I told I told the story about the phone call that they got. They talk about the time uh, I think it was I don't remember who it was, but somebody there had found like this last time he had been there the cigar stub that they had, yeah. and they made a plaque out of it, and they like you know made it all super fancy and stuff, and it just said that the king was here, and they like hung it there mm. in the studios. By the time mm. he comes back, like seven eight years later, they're calling him Jack the Hack, and how he's a has been and stuff oh, like wow. that. So it's just like, yeah, it's um, poor guy. So well, I don't mean to end that on a bummer, but yeah, um, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. like, like you said, I mean, uh, he got into animation. So um, do you remember Centurions? I do remember Centurions. He did that. I love that show. Um, I never really watched it, but I did watch a lot of Thundar. So I did Thundar. Thundar was bad animation. Um, a lot of that stuff from that time was, was pretty, it was very pretty rough. It's, oh, it it wasn't. I just remember it wasn't Hanna Barbera. It's uh, Ruby Sparks well, or not Ruby. What is it? Um, it's Ruby something. I thought Thundar was Hanna, but maybe it's not. Maybe you're right. Uh, well, there was another company he worked for then. Um, Thundar Barbarian is Thunder Barbarian. It was on ABC. Do you want to know its original runtime? Ruby Spears Productions. It was Ruby Spears. That is who Jack Kirby worked for. Oh, okay. So what they did there at Ruby Spears, I want to see if I can find a collection of other TV shows here. See also list of Ruby Spears production. They did Hanna-Barbera classic collections, main list. Fang Face, don't know. The plastic, the plastic Man comedy adventure show. I do remember that. He, that was short-lived. Uh, 79 to 81. Yeah. Also, what would appear, that's where they would get their Fang Face in after that, because Fang Face and Fang Puss would be on there. Fang Face and Fang Puss. Mighty Man and Yuck. Yep, I remember Mighty Man and Yuck, because Yuck had like a, a bag over his head or a bucket over his and, head or something. And Rickety Rocket. Don't remember Rickety Rocket. Heathcliff and Dingbat. <sighs> Uh, then there was Thunder the Barbarian. Thunder the Barbarian with his sidekick, Oogla the Mook. (laughs) And then, uh, Heathcliff teamed up with Marmaduke. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the pairing everybody was just slobbering for (laughs) right there. Goldie Gold and Action Jack. Oh, come on, man. The Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo Puppy Hour. I remember watching the reruns of that on Cartoon Network. 
Mork and Mindy and the Laverne and Shirley slash Boy. Fawns album. You know, there is nothing that screams cartoons more to me than, than the Fawns oh, hold on. and it Laverne was, and Shirley. It was Mork and Mindy segments written at Hanna-Barbera and animated at Ruby Spears. Okay, Laverne and Shirley with Fawns segments produced by Hanna-Barbera. 27 episodes. I got to hunt that down when we're done. Just to, No, I feel like I've seen Mork and Mindy uh, animation. It's bad. The Pac-Man Rubik's... The, uh, <laughs> Yeah, the Pac-Man yeah. slash Rubik's the Amazing Cube Hour. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. <laughs> they gave the cube its all hour. This is uh, when what, what year was that? Eighty three to eighty four. Yeah, so um, Mr. T cartoon. Uh, we've talked was, about here's we've talked about Ruby Spears before. They did the Chuck Norris TV yeah, show. Yeah, this is why. Yeah. Okay, so it was a lot of like uh, TV and movie properties that they turned into animation. Yeah, and they were all very bad. Oh, let me tell you their Sunday supercade on CBS from 83 to 85 real quick. Sunday? I'm sorry, Saturday. Okay. Their Saturday supercade consisted of Frogger. Yep. Donkey Kong. Yep. Pitfall. Yep. Qbert. Yep. Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. Kangaroo and Space Ace. Kangaroo. Kangaroo. Yeah. It uh, has... Now, Space Ace is Don Bluth, right? 13. Are we talking about the original? Yeah, that's Don Bluth. Right, the same dude that did. Uh, so Space Dragon Ace was Flare. the game. Yes, it is Don Bluth. Yeah, no, it was a it was a cartoon based on that game. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the game first though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't the 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 game is considered terrible though, right? Or maybe it's just the port for Super no, Nintendo the, the, was the, terrible. Yeah, the port for Super Nintendo. None of those were ever going to be any good because they were those laserdisc based games, you know, that had wonderful animation. Yeah. And then you port them to something like a Super Nintendo or whatever, and you you cut the bit rate down by a tenth. Yeah, I mean, um, look at Pac-Man on Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Right, no, you're right. Um, I always loved. Um, I, I watched a lot of Don Bluth animation as a kid, like uh, Fivefold, the American Tale. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm trying to think. All dogs go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the we had the Don secret, Bluth comedy hour. We had the Secret of the Nymph, but that one always scared the shit out of me. Really? Yeah. Secret of Nim? Yeah. Nim. Mm. This is about the same time that. Uh, dra- oh, Dragon Slayer is the game. Yeah. This is about the same time they were making uh, the uh, 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 oh Dark Crystal and all that. Kind Did of stuff. you know that he is a Texas guy? Don Bluth. Yeah, was, I think I remember that. He was born in El Paso. Okay. He also went to BYU. Yeah, Mormon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, he worked now. He worked for Disney for a long time. Didn't yes, he, he did. He did. Yeah, he's one of those guys that got kind of screwed over at Disney and went out and did his own thing. See, there's a lot. I of know. People. There's a lot of that. That's. Yeah. It, 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 it seems that there's stories like that in every single industry. Speaking um, of that, speaking of Disney, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're only about a month away from the original design of Mickey Mouse going out to a public domain. Yeah. Same with well, Steamboat Willie. It'll that? be up for grabs. Twenty five or twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. So as long as it looks like Steamboat Willie, yeah, you can't do the the current design. Yeah, very much. Same deal with Bugs Bunny, though. You can use like the original Bugs Bunny, the original Batman. Well, yeah, is just, open. That's but true. It's the one with the floppy ears, and, and you the, have to use with the blue gloves and the the original. Wings, he has wings, no cape. Yeah, it's kind of like Scaff, but you have to use the Bob yeah. Kane Bill yeah. Finger one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how you get. I'll be interested Winnie to the see Pooh, Honey and Blood. Well, they're they're doing a sequel, yeah. aren't they? I haven't watched that. I haven't watched the first one. I don't care. Um, yeah, same here. It's just, it, you know, it, uh, there's all these ideas, and I blame Sci-Fi Channel because uh, Sci-Fi used to produce some really crappy uh, sci-fi slash horror movies. 
And now everybody, it, that and trauma, it's like a joke to make a, a really over-the-top stupid horror movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's one about a, a killer sloth. I don't know if you've seen the preview for that. But that, yes. just, that just seems like yes. you can get away from that pretty easily. My Yes. I, uh, I think I kind of want to see it. I've seen the trailer. <laughs> My wife sent me the trailer. I want to go see it. Sure. Yeah, you want to watch it, it with me too? No, I don't want to watch it. Come on, what if no. I what if I came and I was like, hey, I don't have that kind of time. I feel like <laughs> it has enough self. It's got to have self awareness, right? That's what I'm wondering if it actually does. That's the thing. If I start watching it and it's playing it seriously, I'm I'm you're stopping out. it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you have to have. Self- it would have to be stupid. Yeah, like if you're if you're presenting this to me, like, hey, we know this is just as ridiculous as you do. Sure. Let's go on this fun, stupid ride together. Then sure. I can get behind you all the way. Yeah, but don't try to feed me it like, hey. What about this actual serious siller, <laughs> our serial killer sloth? Yeah. Um, there was another one, and I can't remember what it is now. There are so many of those, though, that are just, and I don't know how we got here. Uh, we started with, with uh, Don Bluth, and now we're at Killer Sloths. I think that's, the best, that's a good Copyright. place for us to end it, then. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, go get I, you some Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Go out there and get it. You got a couple months, or well, you got a month to get your version of it to yeah. get. Well, I mean, it's got to be like close to the death original. boat Willie. Death boat. Show us your best death boat Willie. <laughs> I don't like that. No. <laughs> Not great. All right. Well, I don't know where to go from that. Nah, so. we're all good. Um, so next time you're saying we're actually getting into the Mister Miracle stuff. Kind of. Okay. All right. We're getting close. No, we're about to. Yeah, yeah, we're about to dive in. Just I just want to all this comic book edging you're doing to me here. I don't know what we're gonna get. We're the next couple of weeks. We're gonna get into actual comic books, so okay. it's not gonna be no right, more cool. story. This no, is the I last like little. This. I, I know, but I this like is the, the last. This is the last little bit of story, kind of in a way. Yeah. I'll add some more tidbits here and there, and at one point in time, we'll have to because there's audio of. Uh, it had to be the late '80s, maybe early '90s. Jack Kirby is at a New York radio station for his one of his birthdays in there mm-hmm. and he's taking like phone interviews and stuff and mm-hmm. they get Stan to call in oh. and there is like kind of heated back and forth, not heated, but like, you know, there's you some back the and forth of, of like yeah. Stan's like, I never thought that you, you know, uh, appreciated what I did. And Jack's like, I think that you took credit from what, like they're just kind of going wow. back home. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that we just kind of need to cover that yeah, a bit. I'd love to hear that. Um, just because it paints the final picture before uh, Jack, passes away in 94 mm-hmm. um which from my understanding um thankfully or at least it seems like they were on at least applicable terms then mm-hmm. um according to stan lee the last thing that kirby ever said to him was they were at some convention and he just walked up to him and he told him you have nothing to reproach yourself about mm. and then they just kind of like you know shook his hand and just kind of let him be right. um but it's still a very interesting relationship to see and then it's actually a very nice kind of secondary story in the back. Like there's things that you can pick up in on Tom King's Mr. Miracle by knowing this story of just because yeah. Funky Flashman is in throughout the whole series. Wow. And it's he's portrayed um, kind of like that, that same kind of not he's not the same huckster, but you can kind of see that he's meant to represent Stan at mm-hmm. times. And it's mm-hmm. just very interesting to see. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so we got a lot of great stuff. Maybe that that's why we'll that's one of time. your favorites because of the background stuff yes. that goes with it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a lot. So it's, I can see that. Um, it's a lot of things. Um, it is his cod piece. 
<laughs> no, that was the Doom Patrol villain. Oh, okay. Um, it is, yeah, the whole backstory in it, like I'm a massive Jack Kirby fan, and there's something about, well, you've worked with me for a long time, or in, you know, mm-hmm. some aspects, yeah, so you know sure. this. Um, yeah. I am always, I love, like, underdogs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, or mm-hmm. just people that mm-hmm. I don't feel got their due credit at times mm-hmm. and so i felt that with tom wilson and something i feel with jack kirby in the same way mm-hmm. so it's that connection there of course and then at least with the 12 issue series that tom king did and i've told people this a lot and it's it was weird to me like i get how people can relate to things in a certain way and it mean a lot to them yeah um books you read movies you watch uh-huh. like it for some reason it just connects to you on so many different levels mm-hmm. i never thought that I could get that from a comic book really until I read this. And thankfully I read it as a whole and not like individual issues because it carries over, but it just like, I'll admit I still tear up reading it now. Really? Yes. And I've read it like four or five times. So there's just things that, yeah, yeah, there's just things that at least for me resonate. See, I'm trying not to now. Yeah, I get it. Send me a um, link. Send me a link because I would love to read this. Okay. Yeah. Or I can just bring my copy with me. I mean, yeah, either okay. way. However you want to do it. Um, but yeah, I'll hunt it down. Um, I don't want to manhandle your pages. <laughs> Maybe I want you to. Ah. Uh, anyway, it's just a really great uh, thing. Just kind of connect. Because if you just read it on the surface, it's just it can be a regular superhero sure. story of things that are going on. And mm-hmm. then there's just a lot of development. It feels like it's for a certain group of people and I'm in that group. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, I'd love to read that. That's that sounds awesome. Uh anyway, so nothing that I like is more that. than depressing comics. That's great. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, but it's I don't know. It's no, the I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. There's certain things that resonate yeah. with us and certain yeah, things yeah, yeah, that don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. Mine, um, mine, my anything that resonates with me is usually a guy who's an asshole that's funny. <laughs> so that's those are the things that resonate with me. I got you. Uh, as always, hey, we speaking okay. of that, I'm so sorry. I, no. I just have to ask one thing. Have you you watching the curse at all? Do you know what I'm talking about? Nathan Fielder new show, him and Emma Stone. They are basically Chip and Joanna, um, but gone really bad. It is. It's made by A24 also, yeah. which is so what's it weird. on? It's on HBO. But hold on, hold on. Wait. Nathan Fielder from like yes. the rehearsal. Nathan Fielder from with Nathan for you. Emma Stone. Yes. yes. So how is it? Is it is it, it currently? It is the most uncomfortable thing I'm watching. No, don't tell me that. Super then uncomfortable. I can't, then I can't yeah. watch it. Oh, it's it. It'll get Does you. Does it use real people? No, 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 no. It's not that kind of. Thing. It, it's no, scripted. No. It's scripted. Yes, it's all scripted. Yes, it's not at anyone's expense. Okay, okay, no, that no, makes no, no. me feel a and little even, better. Even honestly, y- you can s- Nathan for you was not at anybody's expense either. Yeah, you know it was just funny. Yeah, but no, the but the rehearsal a little different. Yeah, that yeah. just oh that was different. so weird. It was weird. Yeah, this one I watched that thing just out of just curiosity, and part <laughs> of me was just you, like, oh, when you get to the oh. end, it's a whole different show. When you get to the end, you realize, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing's Freaking been weird yeah and it took so many turns yes. throughout the whole thing too because yes. i'd be like i remember telling somebody like oh what are you watching i explain after uh, you know episode nobody one. gets it until they no. watch it and yeah. i'd be like oh and i explain episode one They're yeah. like oh that's cool and yeah. I'd, they'd be like hey do you watch more of that and i go yeah episode two and three this <laughs> happened and they're like wait i thought this show was about it's a whole and i was like 
It you, still kind of technically is. You have no idea what that that show is about until the end. No, you don't. Yeah, and then um, this one he he co-wrote and is co-producing, and so it's this. I think is I think they went to Nathan Fielder and said, "Okay, what you got that's weirder than that?" And then he wrote this. So I I don't know what's gonna happen. I just know the one I watched last night. I'm like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm glad it's over kind of thing. Oh, but I like no. watching it. You know? No, then I can't. See, here's the thing. It's so very uncomfortable. I, then I can't do it. Uh, I could at one point in time, but you you watch The Office, right? Mm-hmm. You know the Scott's Tots episode? Oh, I love that episode. I love hate it. that episode. So <laughs> Lithium ion batteries. Come on. They charge super quick. <laughs> I just I cringe. Gave them all a battery. I cringe, and oh, I know so what's good. gonna happen so still, good. and I still feel that same cringe. They start dancing for him and singing for him and all that, and he's just they, sitting there the whole oh, time, man. just like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> Scott's thoughts. Yeah, it's like that, but <laughs> yeah, like no, times yeah, ten. Sold, oh, <laughs> you've sold me on it. Rough. Yeah. No, I can't. It is. I can't. I can't figure out whether their marriage is gonna make it. Whether is it is it like gr- is there anything gross though? No, it's not. No, it's just awkward. Gross. It's just awkward. Like it's I'm just trying. I'm, I'm trying to figure out in the in the weirdness of like what kind of weird uncomfortableness it is. So it's all just situational. It weirdness. is all situational situational weirdness okay. in, in that they're trying to be the next big couple that that does the um, the house renovation flipping kind of stuff, but they're trying to do it for the city and and create jobs and all this stuff. And so it really reminds me, it really resonates with me because of where we live. But um, like the one, la- <laughs> the one last night, the, there's this goofy thing that happens and it's, and it's just natural between a couple, you know, because you don't really know whether this couple likes each other uh-huh. or not yet. They're married. Uh-huh. And um, there's this off the cuff thing that happens. And then she immediately sets up her phone and says, let's do that again so I can record it for Instagram. And then they do it over and over and over, and you're just like, "Oh God, this is this is rough." <laughs> yeah, it just it be, it starts as this sweet thing that just declines so rapidly into get the fuck out, you know that kind of thing. I mean, it's just oh, it's good though, good stuff. I'd look forward to it. All right, it's only three episodes in too, is what I'm telling you. Super weird. All right, I'll have to but there you go, the out. curse. All right, I'll check that out. Jack Kirby, go check it out. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> um, uh, as always, thank you guys for taking the time to yeah. listen. Uh, we appreciate it. Make sure you hop on over to RogueMediaNetwork.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the Rogue Media Network family. RogueMediaNetwork.com. Until next time, stay safe, everybody. Golly con. Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about This has been a Rogue Media Network 